0: Welcome back, Calling in Audible fans. Trav is practicing hard for baseball today. He's getting ready to head to Florida for two weeks, so my apartment's going to be a little bit lonely. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do about this, but Hunter Plant has, is in studio today. He's probably going to join me next week too, unless he's making the trip. Are you? I am not. I will You're be not? here
1: with you the glorious sounds of greg i will be here with you i, I won't miss it for the world oh my heart my heart. <laughs> how are you doing today Henry? i'm great thank you it's a friday beautiful day i'm ready ready for the weekend yeah
0: the crookston thaw actually happened yeah for the most part where it's what 30 degrees outside i actually like walked
1: that. over here without a jacket which is saying something in february y- exactly like yesterday was
0: what like 16 yeah was that what it was yeah that's... maybe negative eight i don't know it, it's just so cold as the good old Minnesota Minnesota saying goes, wouldn't be so cold if it wasn't for that wind. Exactly. And it was pretty windy yesterday. Exactly. Bit through jackets. It was horrible. But today we're going to dive into the Minnesota Vikings, specifically their defense, some MLB news, and what's going on with the Circus of the Wild right now. <laughs> but I'm going to start off right away with the XFL. And it seems like their viewership has taken a bit of a dip. I mean, specifically 36% down for, from week one to week two. Granted that the viewership decline was based based on the cable networks, not Mm -hmm. exactly ABC or anything like that. I don't know, Hunter, do you... I, I know I don't really watch the XFL. I, I do watch the replays and the interviews. Right. I do find that. But have you sat down on a weekend and watched the XFL? I have not, no, I, I, I have not, but my dad watches and he says
1: it's, you know, pretty good football because he also watched the AAF and he wasn't a big fan of that one. So okay. the XFL I think is interesting, but I I don't know, it, it's it's not the NFL. People, you know, live and die for the NFL in mm-hmm. America. So I mean That's because they've been around for a hundred years. Right. And I, I I mean, it's great that you have it, but I don't know when the season goes till, but when baseball happens, what, what are people going to do? They're probably going to watch baseball on a Saturday, yeah. right? Rather than football. So I don't know. It's, it's or when March Madness comes, people aren't going to watch the XFL. Oh, yeah. Everyone
0: in class, everyone's going to be on their computers watching basketball. Exactly.
1: So, I mean, it, it's just tough to compete with what they're at now. It's great to have that, you know, moment of lull where you have the XFL to kind of, you know, cure the blues of football, not having football, but I'll be surprised if it lasts, you know, last week we were talking about how good it was, but now I, I think people are maybe not as, you know, appo- or not as not as willing to watch the XFL.
0: Yeah. But the ironic side of all this is that live attendance was actually up. But they so, play in all the NFL stadiums, uh, right? No, I don't think so. Because I think Seattle, that think they plays play at Century. A, they play at Century, but... These other teams, they do not, to my really? knowledge.
1: Really? Okay. Where are the where does the New York team play? Do you know?
0: I don't, but I doubt it's in uh, New Jersey. It is MetLife. So, do they play in MetLife? Yeah. So I mean, okay. most of
1: these teams are playing in NFL, and maybe the lower bowl is full. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like
0: that's tough. I mean, <laughs> that's tough to that's tough to tough to do. Yeah. It said a total of seventy six thousand fans attended the Week Two games. And yeah, the Tampa Bay Vipers versus the Seattle Dragons had the biggest one with an impressive 29,000 fans. Hmm. And then I think it said somewhere on weekend's best attended fixture was St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Houston Roughnecks at like 17,000. Hmm. So one thing I actually did notice from the XFL is that looking at the Seattle Dragons versus the Tampa Bay Vipers, the game attracted like 29 million people. Mm-hmm. That's an impressive amount mm-hmm. considering us XFL and spring football. But the other uh, best attended fixture was St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Houston Roughnecks at 17,000. But during the XFL's original run, their viewership plummeted 84% between weeks 1 and 8. And I can't imagine this is going to happen again, but I don't I don't think it'll be 84%. I bet it'd right. be I bet you TV viewership goes down, but I think the uh, live attendance will remain constant. So you think
1: it'll? I think it might be the opposite. I think you think so. I think the live viewing viewership will go down, but I think people would be more than willing to turn it on on their TV. Hmm. In my opinion, I don't know. It's, I mean, honestly, if like the if a Minnesota team had an XFL team. I'm not going to go out of my way to go down well, to Minneapolis no. to watch a game. But you know what I
0: mean, the biggest factor in all of this is that, and going to an XFL game is about three hundred dollars cheaper than going to an NFL True. game. I think going right. to a Minnesota Vikings game somewhere for a family of four is like, I want to say in the ballpark of five six hundred. You're pushing probably a thousand for yeah. a family of four. Well, if you get the nosebleed seats, mean it's still, but I really, mean, really, is it? Because I it think that much? if
1: you get a family of four, if you get you know they're those noble seats are still probably are they still 150 spending? yeah 100 okay, to 150 okay i've i've never been to ikea cuz The last game i went to was the sunday night game against the saints i think for two of us we spent like $500 wow so okay. i mean with but you buy it on these you know, Stubhub or whatever, you gotta okay. pay the fees and stuff like that, you know, so that's how they get you. Okay, but. so
0: for a team that doesn't have a brand new stadium, it's probably around five, six hundred dollars. And I think the XFL is roughly. But like the funny thing is,
1: like week sixteens, like week six, 15, 16s yeah. they always pit like the Redskins versus the Dolphins. Those those tickets go for like ten dollars. Oh, because no one wants to watch. Right. Those games. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it's I think it's depending on the game, obviously.
0: But yeah, you're right. They they probably are a lot cheaper. Yeah, but so I yeah, I don't see Minnesota ever getting an XFL team. I'm perfectly okay if they never do get it. Right. But you know, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. And what is a lot worse is this NFL CBA that the owners agreed on that the players I'm not I they're not gonna accept this. There's been some stars speaking out that for instance, JJ Watt, hard no on that proposed C B A. Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman, leadership, I am with you. Please communicate with your team, where he was responding to J.J. Watt, saying, Darren Roval even came out and said, I've been covering sports labor for 20 years. This deal the NFL owners are putting forth might be the worst, with the exception of the deal the NHL players accepted in 05 after that lockout. There is no way the NFL PA says yes to this. Alan Robinson said, rip it up. Leonard Fournette, I disagree with the 17 games. Michael Thomas, yeah, I, with the laughing emoji. Joe Mixon said, "Honestly, it'd be nice as a running back before they agreed to 17 games if they asked us what we thought." Hmm. David Bakhtiari, 48, 48 and a half percent split, roughly between the 1,700 players, 52 to 51 and a half split among the 31 owners. Yet this equation is supposed to make sense. Not to mention that 0.5 percent only happens if we agree to the extra game a season. Now here's the thing, though, Greg is I would love for it to be three preseason games. Oh, I am all for cutting preseason down. I still think you can put seven teams in the playoffs. The playoff without format, the seventeen games. I don't mind the playoff format. What I do care about is seventeen games. I week sixteen already sucks. Week fifteen, no one cares about. Week seventeen is going to be no different. Right. I mean, your playoffs are probably going to be decided by 14, 13 anyways. With the exception right. of the wild card teams. Right. Your one, two, and three seeds. I mean, and occasionally some divisions will be up for grabs too. Yeah. But. You know, I
1: I, they they start the preseason games August like fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that. Yeah, some teams are you know like reporting to training camp in mid July.
0: Well, yeah, and think of those southern states like Miami, Houston—they're hot. Right, and I mean, I
1: I'm all for the three preseason games. I like the preseason just because it does give fans the opportunity to watch their rookies and see what undrafted guys can make it, but. I also want to play real football too, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I don't know. It it would be interesting, but the 17 games, that that takes a toll on the body. You oh, know yeah. what I mean like
0: 16 games already does. Right.
1: I I'm all for putting 7 teams in the playoff. I'm all for having 3 preseason games, but 17 games is going to be a tough one to pass.
0: Yeah, I don't expect that to raise revenue that much. Especially... It could, say, I mean, it could. It th- could,
1: but... I think owners, you know, they, they, see, they, like their they money. see dollar signs with that extra 17th game. Yeah. yeah, with that
0: extra game, but I don't know. It's interesting. I'm not a huge fan. I hope they don't pass it, but I feel sorry for the players if they're forced into this. I mean, I think the earliest this would take effect is, what, 2022 or something like mm-hmm. that when the new schedule format comes mm-hmm. out, but... Yeah, they... With every collective bargaining agreement, there's always some good ideas and some that are terrible. And this right. is why communication from both sides before you come up with something like this right. should happen. Right. But moving on to more NFL news, Tua Tug what is it? Tua Tugavaloa? Tugavaloa, yep. That one, yep. That's just another name I cannot pronounce, similar to Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was pretty good, actually. It took me about... Yeah, that was pretty good. That was 10 good. hours on 2K. That was not a bad playing one. Playing. Yeah. Because there's actually in 2K19, he has a little video script of saying, yeah, this is how you actually pronounce my name, throwing a really? D somewhere. yeah. So I was like, great, I learned how to pronounce his name on 2K. But. And you're not going to say it again for a while you don't want to embarrass yourself that much. Giannis' name or Tua's? Giannis. Oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I got that part. But Tua Tugavaloa? Tugavaloa. Sure. There you go. Would prefer to play for the Cowboys if he had to choose. He can prefer all he wants. He ain't going to play for the Cowboys. Oh, Dallas. no. He's going to Miami. No, he, he ain't he, going he, to Miami either. I hate to tell you that. He'll be he gonna... a Los Angeles charger. Why Los Angeles? Word right on the street is they're going to take Herbert instead. What about Miami? I've heard that I've heard that rumor about Miami too. Oh, really? That they like Herbert hmm. over Tua. I guess no. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out come draft day. What two months from now? I'd be shocked if Tua's a Dolphin. Well, I just don't understand. You trade for Josh Rosen, and now you're looking for another quarterback. Right, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. who, Yeah, you say what you want about him; he's got his. That's why I think he's got his talents, but he's got his downsides.
1: That's why I think you
0: could take two is because you have Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but you know, what I mean, to be a so where's Josh Rosen going to go now? Is he ever going to find a fit? He's a first round quarterback. He's got upside. Does, does he, he
1: have upside though? Well,
0: he's got the first round pick attached to him, thus giving you upside. Not, so Jamarcus Russell, gosh, Jamarcus Russell didn't even know what game tapes were. Right, but you could... Josh could've... Rosen does his homework. Does he though? His whoever his coach was for UCLA when he played there said he was probably one of the most smartest quarterbacks he's ever had play for him. I think he went to a bad spot. I didn't think Arizona was the Arizona right Arizona wasn't a good him. fit for him. Miami clearly isn't. Right. It, yeah, he could be one of those situations where the grass is greener on the other side of the fence.
1: But I think he was one of those guys that kind of said, I don't want to play on the East Coast, right? Because I think the Bills would have been a good fit for him. The Bills,
0: eh hard to say hard to say i think josh allen fits perfectly with the bills
1: like you look back at that draft how crazy that draft was yeah with like everyone was talking about sam darnold going Three, to cleveland yeah that was the. Rumor and then right. an baker hour,
0: mayfield's the right fit for cleveland don't get me wrong. and then an
1: hour and a half before the draft you know all these guys Ian ravport and adam Schefter are saying hey watch foul for baker mayfield going to cleveland and then mm-hmm. Every scamp, you know, everything happens. Like, yep. just imagine how different it would be if Sam Darnold was in Cleveland and Baker was in Arizona. Let's say or wherever. Yeah. You know, I mean that 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 draft could go down in the history books, not in
0: terms of like good quarterbacks. Well, I think if you redrafted that entire those five first round quarterbacks, yeah, I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson would be in the top five too. Yeah, I pro- probably. I mean, there's a great chance, especially considering he just won the MVP award. But I don't know. I guess we'll see where Rosen ends up. You know, when
1: you think about it, too, like Saquon Barkley went, too. Yeah. How different would that be if Saquon went, let's say, four to Cleveland? Because they had the first and fourth overall picks.
0: Life would be different for Cleveland if they had. You no, know, it's just that
1: it's it's interesting to look
0: back at this draft and just think how crazy it would be. I right. think the same is going to be this year, too. Oh, yeah. There will be a lot of moving around. Maybe Detroit takes them. You never know. They got the two pick. They got three, I think. They're at three. Are they Are at the three? Yeah, they're at three. Okay. Well either. it's uh, Cincinnati at yep. one. I think who's that? Washington's two? at two. Washington's at two. Yep, and then Detroit's at three. Yep, Miami's at five. I forget who's at four.
1: You know what? If I'm Cincinnati,
0: I'm thinking hard about
1: taking Chase Young.
0: But I really Joe am. Burrow. I really, I'm really thinking hard about it. Well, oh, that's the second overall pick's always easy choice. First overall pick never is. Right. I mean, never is. Right. There's always going to be exceptions where you have the couple drafts where it's obvious who you're taking. Now, you're a big Joe Joe Burrow fan. Oh, huge Joe Burrow fan. I'm not completely sold on him. I think that Cincinnati made a mistake not getting Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator because he is Mm -hmm. a passing game coordinator in LSU. Mm -hmm. He came and changed that system because LSU's current offensive coordinator – was old school, old-fashioned, mm-hmm. he's ground and pound. Yep. Joe Brady comes in, this happens, Joe I Burrow. Think, I think Zach Taylor is the type of guy that's going to oh, try yeah. to open up the offense. If, if Cincinnati takes Joe Burrow, you clearly build your offense around what he can but do. He's a very accurate passer. In Cincinnati, A.J.
1: Green's leaving. Well,
0: potentially. Yeah, I don't see
1: him back in Cincinnati, but he's well, 32 years old, 31 year old. But they want to keep him. If but he, if he mean, wants a certain price mutual. range, yeah,
0: he's gonna leave. Right, but I,
1: I, honestly, I'm thinking hard. If I'm Cincinnati, I know they're not gonna take him. I know they're who they're taking, but it's really a tough pick. Yeah, right. Because Chase Young is a he's generational a talent. Right. Oh, yeah, mean, he,
0: he's JJ he Watt, but probably gonna be healthier
1: and probably more athletic. Uh, yeah,
0: definitely. You know, JJ
1: Watt's obviously really athletic, yep. really big. I think Look J. J. what he Watt's did in bigger. the playoff games after coming back. Right, from I mean, just a monster. Pad. Yeah, but. You know, that three picks interesting. That's where the draft starts, I think. Yeah. I think 1 2 is pretty obvious. 1 2 is no a lock and then
0: 3 is where it all falls apart. But I off think that's
1: where it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think I think Detroit trades out of there. I oh, don't know yeah. who you know and who for. I don't know.
0: Well, they're probably going to trade down to Miami. They're going to swap first rounds. So But then they got to sell that like they did like
1: the uh 49ers did with the Bears mm-hmm. 4 years ago or 3 years ago, whatever yep. it was, where hey, we're taking Tua Make mm-hmm. us a deal. You know, because San Fran is never taking Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, God. Never. No, no one. But won. Chicago believed it. Yeah. And they traded a lot to get Mitchell Trubisky. So
0: Detroit's going to have that leverage where. It's like, hey, Stafford's on the decline. He's got some off field stuff he wants to take care of. We need a quarterback. Two is really good. Right.
1: And I think Why Detroit's look in a it? decent spot. Like, they're not a terrible team.
0: No, they're just missing that key talent they're just the Detroit Lions which yeah. is bad to say but it's true
1: mm-hmm. you know so I don't know I mean I think the draft starts at three I think there's
0: a, gonna be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round yeah I think there's gonna be some second third fourth round quarterbacks that are taken above their asking price right yeah you know Jacob that, Eason Jake Fromm Jake Fromm's one of them I think he's he's gonna... a borderline for a second rounder don't be surprised if Jalen Hurts sneaks into the first round. I wouldn't be surprised, but after a showing against LSU, it really hurt his stock. Because my dad was, he's like, the Vikings should get Jalen Hurts. They, they should really need him. Then he saw the game against LSU, so I said, Dad, you still think that? Nope, nope not anymore. And I think I told you this before, but don't be surprised if the Vikings take a quarterback in the first round. Oh, I, I the want
1: them round. to. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I would love Jake Fromm just because I, I think, think Eason
0: he's, or Fromm would be good.
1: Right. I don't think Eason falls at 25. I think he's a top 15 guy. Yeah. Just because of his, you know, I mean, he's got the perfect quarterback body. But Jake Fromm, I think that could be interesting. At, at 25, it's an interesting yep. pick because you got a lot of, obviously, you got to see where free agency leads mm-hmm. us, you know, with cornerbacks galore yes. on the market. You also got to watch what the
0: Patriots are going to do because supposedly that Tom Brady is looking at Tennessee. Did you hear about that? I have not heard about that one. It's the top. So some there are some reports out there that saying Tom Brady's top three choices are in order: Tennessee, Las Vegas, then New England. Hmm. I I don't believe that. I don't see Tom Brady in a different colored uniform to save my I life. I have heard, I have heard that Derek Carr is on the trading block I, in Las Vegas. I've I've heard about that. Yep. Yeah. I think Tom Brady leaves. I really do. God, I hope not. I think he does. I think... There's no good replacement for New England. You have to draft, and you have to hope that... Well, they don't even have a backup, really. Jarrett Stidham? Right. Nah, he he had good upside, but clearly showed I, against him. I it. think Brady is...
1: I don't know where he goes. I have no All idea. Right. But I don't think he'll be in a Patriots uniform next year. That's my one bold prediction. It might not be that bold, but I don't think he's in a Patriots uniform next year. I hope he is, but yeah, I guess we'll find out.
0: And another guy who I don't think will be in the uniform that he's worn for a long time is Everson Griffin. Yeah, I think he he's really good, but Vikings can't afford him. So looking into that story a little bit, him opting out saved the Vikings thirteen million for right now. He said he's wanting to be a Viking for life. Right. But Vikings can't afford him. Right. But him opting out cut thirteen million. Mm-hmm. Off their salary cap, so right now they're under under the salary cap because yep. they were twelve over. Yep. Now they're third. Now they're one under. Yeah. But they do have eight hundred thousand in dead money from this. Right. And other people on the chopping block are Linval Joseph, Harrison Smith, and Xavier Rhodes. Harrison Smith ain't going anywhere. Oh, I, I know. I can tell you that much.
1: Linval Joseph isn't going anywhere. I think Xavier Rhodes is gone.
0: Xavier Rhodes is going to get cut, but they're going to have to eat that four point eight million in. Dead could money. you trade Xavier Rhodes? That's an interesting thing. No, no one's going to want him. Are you sure? He was the I think opposing receivers caught 85% of their passes against this dude. Yeah. But I mean, if That's you look. like second worst. Towards the end the of NFL. the season,
1: he wasn't good, but he was better than he was in the first half. I think half. he needs to move
0: inside. He doesn't have the speed to cover outside receivers anymore.
1: He doesn't have the technique to be so a slot.
0: So you got to go find a fit where someone's actually going to believe in this Yeah, it's going to be
1: tough because, I mean, we have on here the defensive future. I mean, these guys
0: are getting up there. Yeah, they got to make some changes. They brought in Dom Caper. Which, which is a nice I like that. It's an interesting one. I like that. As a senior defensive assistant. Mm-hmm. Zimmer's really finding these senior advisor roles. Mm-hmm. But you know, Kubiak was one of those last year. I I still am mad that they didn't get Pat Schirmer back as the OC. I understand what they're doing with Kubiak. In Denver, yeah. Yeah. And Drew Locke's gonna benefit greatly with Pat Shermer. But I really wanted Pat Shermer to come back to the Vikings because of the magic he performed with uh, Colt, or not Colt McCoy. Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, yep. I, what he did with Case Keenum and what the contract Case Keenum got after that year just shows you how much Pat Shermer understands offense. Mm-hmm. Just sadly not a head coach. You could argue that Gary Kubiak's probably
1: a little bit smarter because, I mean, you know he he, he did wonders last year at the running game. I mean, the yeah. year before the running game was – Dreadful. I yeah. mean, to put it lightly. I mean, you had one of the best. You know, not argue maybe that. last year, but I mean, he's going to be good. I think. I think he knows the way Kirk wants to. You know. Well, he, he found to...
0: the only way Kirk can be a quarterback is a play action offense, right? And I think how do you establish a play action? With the you, a good, with yeah, the when running you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, right? You run and the Alexander
1: Madison, right? Madison. Uh, Madison is yep. it yep. Is Madison? It is Madison. Oh, yep. Whatever, potato, potato. But I, I think this offense next year. Could be a top ten offense. I think they were this year, if I'm remembering Depending right. On their Close past anyway. Pass defense or a pass offense. And now, I mean, Diggs is a diva. I mean, there's no doubt about <laughs> Did that. Did you see his Instagram oh, yeah, where he I've deleted
0: all his Viking pictures? Yeah, I've seen that. Is he going to get traded? No. Do you know, think no so? way. No. Well, way. maybe if some team offers like a couple first rounders for him.
1: Is he worth a first round pick, though? You think so?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: See, I think it's one of those things where he he does really good because of Thielen, and I think Thielen does really good. Oh, of that's him. definitely a complimentary. You know what situation. I mean? So I mean, he's the number one guy, but I I I'd,
0: I'd go a second rounder for him. I don't think I'm going to first rounder for him. Well, if the Vikings are smart, they'll get a first rounder. They'll try to, but he like because he had a career year. He had what 1100 receiving yards last year. That's a career high. Right. Granted, he only had six touchdown receptions, but right. A lot of that was because he wasn't doing his end of the work, but. He's had really good years. Coming out as a fourth rounder. I mean, he's really good. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But He's worth a first rounder, I think. Yeah, he's really good. I'm no, not. I'm not in the business of evaluating trades. Right. But I don't know. There's just some potential offseason moves that the Vikings have that are bold predictions. One of them is extend Kirk Cousins. I, I think that's a given. I, I don't I, see any reason that won't happen. I completely dislike this. I think I think Cook gets a new contract. But you can't pay him too big. That's the thing. He's but He needs an extension, but don't pay him too heavily. Right. You're not going to pay him to be a number one Ooh. NFL running right. back. So, some, uh, so how Kirk Cousins' contract could look is they're going to go with more of the signing bonus and lower base yeah. salary because yeah. this completely guaranteed yeah. nonsense handcuffed them. And yeah. You found out the hard way. We all knew this was going to happen. So 2020 is going to be 15 base salary, 10 signing bonus, so 25 cap hit. 2021, 19 and a half base. So all the signing bonuses are going to be 10 million. Right. And then 2022 is going to be 25 million. 2023 is going to be a 30 million base salary. That I would front load his contract. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't backload it. Mm -hmm. But I understand why to backload it because it gives you more flexibility depending on your other in the short run. Yeah. But I I still think that's too much. I still think I. I could see an average base salary of, I don't know, 22, 23. I don't want to see them in 30, 25 range. But, I mean, if you're talking about 25, what's? I mean, that's really not much of a difference with 22. Well, $2 is a difference between two over the cap or at the cap. Yeah, I know, but at the cap doesn't really do you any good. Well, it's easier to you manage. I mean?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I think... I'm grateful that we have a guy like Rick Spielman as Who, our GM.
0: Yeah, he knows how to draft, and he knows how to finagle the cap you know, situations. And, um, we do have, uh, I think,
1: George Patton, our assistant GM, mm-hmm. and then Rob Brzezinski, is it, James? Brzezinski, yeah, James Brzezinski's our uh, you our know, cap guru. So yeah, I think they'll figure out a way to get out of this, but it's tough
0: with, Trey Wayne's and McKinsey Alexander so and all these guys and Waynes and Alexander are definitely gonna be gone. I don't think tra- well, here's the thing though. But if, see, if I you cut it, Rhodes, do you bring back Waynes? You have to because you need a starting cornerback. I think if you get rid of the, if you lose those two, Rhodes is coming back. Well if you lose Alexander and Waynes, yeah, Rhodes, right. you have to keep Rhodes. Right. But if you get rid of Rhodes, I think do you, you have keep to keep two of those three. Two of those three. I'm I think we could. Lo- I think we could do without Alexander because he's really just the nickel. And Mike right. Hughes is taking. I'm over keeping Wayne's and I'm keeping Rhodes. Okay, that's I And then I'm trying. What do you do with Anthony Harris though? He's going to get paid. I know that as an undrafted. And I don't
1: think he's friend. Is he franchise tag eligible? That I don't know. I don't think he is. I could be
0: wrong. He did pretty good. Well, but he led you- the league in interceptions. that are tied yeah. for league lead in interceptions. They're very complimentary to Harrison Smith. Right. But you still have Mike Hughes, Holton
1: Hill, and Chris The only Boy. good thing about this, though, Greg, is that our offense is pretty much set. Yeah. Right? There's no Just free plug in agents. some
0: offense linemen here and there.
1: Right. And there's no free – you know, your whole offense line is coming back next year. Your whole receiving crew co- co- is coming back next mm-hmm. year. You know, C.J. Ham will be back. Running back will be back. And then, obviously, Kirk. And then you do lose Sean Mannion. But, you know, I think – So, yeah, who's going to be the backup quarterback for the Vikings? I think though? it'll be a rookie.
0: Whoever they draft. I think them. it has to be. Okay.
1: I I hope. You know, and then people forget about Jake Browning, who they did give a pretty big signing bonus to out of the draft. Oh, that is right, yeah. So, Browning is going to make a push for the active roster next year. I don't know if he gets it, but I liked him coming out of Washington. I was surprised when he didn't get drafted. So, I think that's another option to look forward to, but, I mean... You know, the the offense is going to be good next year. I think the defense is where people might worry a little bit just because they yeah. are a-
0: aging and they are be losing some key pieces. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, I don't know, I guess time remains to tell what's going to happen to Vikings. I but hope Zimmer's they... going to get his guys, quote-unquote. Yeah, you, you give the coach their guys. You know, I
1: knew coming out of college, out of UConn, he did like Byron Jones, mm-hmm. and he's a free agent this year. I don't know how much he's going to demand, but you know maybe it's a interest of ours to go get a guy like byron jones you know not the best in the world but he'll start you know so i mean i think that's something to watch for as well
0: so yep like i said time will tell changing course to the mlb rob manfred is sorry he called the world series trophy a piece of metal I... That's total BS. I mean, you can't... Rob Manfred needs to be fired. This entire handling the Astro situation, I'm sick and tired of talking about it. The Astro players are sick and tired of talking about this and hearing about it. MLB stars are actually finally talking about this. Mike Mm -hmm. Trout actually went on air and finally voiced his opinion. The star of the MLB that Rob Manfred's been wanting to take the face of Mm -hmm. this entire league is speaking out, but in ways... To call it a piece of metal, though,
1: is ridiculous.
0: That pissed off so many people. As it should. Why shouldn't it? You basically
1: devalued the championship. Right. You play 162 games, plus you got to win
0: X amount of play. You got to win
1: 11 games. baseball games in the postseason. Maybe 12. Right. Yeah. With the wild card. You have 11. You, yeah. So 12 gotta win, max. You got to right. win 12. You got to right? win 12. Gotta win 12, 12 right. Because you got to win four, four, yeah, and three.
0: If, if you're a wild card, yeah, you win you the one. Win then 12. you. Yep. Right.
1: So, to call it. <laughs> They wouldn't let me put it this way. (laughs) Would the Astros cheat for a piece of metal? No. Exactly. So there's my point. So calling it a piece of metal is absolutely wrong. The World Series is probably behind the Lombardi trophy, the greatest
0: piece of metal in the world. He is. Said, and I quote, I want to apologize for that. There's no excuse for it. I made a mistake. I was trying to make a point, but I should have made it in a more effective way. And again, I want to apologize for it. I will say this I've awarded five World Series trophies. There is no greater pleasure in this job than awarding that trophy. I understand what it means. And again, it was a mistake to say what I said. Greg, let me ask you this now. And I don't know if I'm getting
1: too out of hand here, but. No, this is great. Do you think Rob Manfred knew about it before
0: everyone else did? He did. And you want to know why? Mike Fiers told Fires, Jonathan Yep. Mike Fiers told Jonathan Lucroy yep that he called the MLB when he was with the A's yep. when Fiers was with the A's yep. in 2018 whatever it was and Well, he's with them now. Yep. 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 And they did nothing about this. It took him to break the Go story public. on the Athletic right. on his own accord right. receiving death threats. Now. Right. This man is receiving death threats. His, right. li- his life's literally at stake. Right. And it took to publicize it with an right. athletic article, right. that oh now it's a big deal. Right. I mean, the but, one thing I don't like, is, and I agree with David Ortiz on this. Yes, is, I was just gonna say that. Is why did you wait till after you won the World Series to finally break? It? I understand that yep. if you break it with the team, you're going to be the odd guy out in the room. Yep. I I get that. Yeah. But if you knew fundamentally how wrong this was. Why did you let this go on for an entire? I think this is the worst tenured?
1: scandal in sports history. I really do. Okay. One of the worst scandals in sports history. Oh, easily one of the worst. Yeah. You know, there's all these. You know, there's sexual assault. There's the black black socks of the 1919s. You mm-hmm. know, like all those Pete Rose, obviously, but you know D- Tim or Tim Donahue, the NBA ref who gambled. Yep. This is the worst scandal of all time. Like, also,
0: the worst handled scandal.
1: Right. And I, by any means there's no doubt in my mind that they would not have done this if it was just for a piece of metal
0: oh yeah if it's just a piece of metal oh my god congratulations we just won this great piece of metal so you know what's the when point the twins
1: play the astros and jose barrios if he starts and he and he hits 15 astros in the game i wouldn't even care if we lose 15 nothing i don't i don't care. These guys deserve some punishment because the MLB sure is sure as heck isn't going to give it to them. Well, exactly. So whoever plays the Astros on opening day, that that's America's biggest. They're America's be- you know biggest fan, right? I mean, because mm-hmm.
0: it's no longer the teams. Hate, it's no longer the fan base hates the Yankees. Right. The it's umpire. the Astros. Everyone hates the Astros. That's something we can get behind. I I think Tim Anderson on the White Sox literally went on record and said the team we're actually going to go out and try and beat the piss out of is the Astros. Every team's right. going to do this because. Right. They're the people we look down on now. They're right. what we don't want to be. This right. is who we want to, quote unquote, kill, basically. Right. And, you know, metaphorically, obviously. Oh, but, yeah, obviously metaphorically.
1: But it's pathetic what they did. Oh, yeah. There's no it's, excuse. It's absolutely pathetic what they did to to wreck people's careers. You know, like Mike Bolzinger from the, D- yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays, Blue Jays Who's cr- his career is ruined.
0: Well, and I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened if they didn't cheat, but well, here's the thing with baseball, though. As a pitcher, you're called up and sent back down a numerous amount of times. Yeah, that giving up what 12 runs and a third of an inning or right. whatever That's happened. That's not good. To him. That's not good. But you'll get another chance. You, if you throw hard enough right. and you and throw strikes. When you shred AAA, you deserve a spot on any starting team. Will it be at the Blue Jays again? Probably not. Right. But there's, what, 31 other teams in the MLB? That's like, well, 30 other teams. The Astros don't get them. Right. (laughs) There's 30 other teams at the MLB. They'll take a look at them and say, well, you fit a need we have. Like, look look at the Twins. They need pitching. Right. He probably won't be a bad option once he figures his stuff out. Yeah, they... But that's the thing with pitching, though. Once you figure your stuff out and people can't hit you, you get your chance. I
1: I mean, uh, they... To get the punishment they did oh yeah, that's a slap is pathetic. I mean...
0: I was talking with... I forget who it was the other day. They should have got all their draft picks taken away. The entire 40 how many ever rounds there are in the MLB. They shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. a single one postseason ban. Mm-hmm. For right as many years as they were cheating, double The that. postseason needs to be the first thing that happens. Yeah, and you're, it's, you're not allowed to go back in the postseason. Right. They shouldn't be. Even for you, a long, long, long time. Uh, well, so... Here's, I look back at huge sports scandals. Remember the NCAA with SMU? Yep, death penalty. Yep. They gave them the death penalty. Yep. I think sports need to figure out some sort of death penalty. Yep, make, ask, make Houston very unattractive to go to because of what they did. Put down that culture that, with the buzzers, right. even if that's even true anymore. But looking at all of that, you need to set, make the, use them as an example. Set an example with the Houston Astros. Right, you gotta. Even if they win the division by twenty games, oh, sorry, you don't actually win it because you don't count because mm-hmm. you cheated and you stole a trophy away from the Los Angeles Dodgers. You stole ALCS from whoever it was they beat two years in a row.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: It's it's going to be hard to move on because it left a sore piece in a lot of people. Yeah, I'm just trying to look up this death penalty for
1: SMU, but I know they had Craig James and
0: Well, they got basically all their scholarships taken away. I'm trying to think of the other USC running. USC had back. a partial death penalty too.
1: Right. I'm trying to think of the other running back that they had. I know they had Craig James and um can't remember it, but I'll figure it out. But SMU what they did, I mean, yeah, they, you know, got these guys, but that's nothing
0: near oh, yeah. what Houston did. It's it's not in the same ballpark, pun intended, but Right. You know, it's just the MLB, Rob Manfred needs to step down. He needs to be fired. This is asinine on how he handled the situation. And even everyone in the sports industry is tired about talking about it, but more and more information just keeps coming out. Like yep. Jose Altuve's tattoo, that's why he didn't want to take his jersey off. Someone <laughs> looked on Twitter and said at this time he didn't have a tattoo. But first it was his wife. yeah. And then Carlos Correa came out and said a whole bunch of things that were completely incorrect, and he got ch- fact-checked beyond belief. Cody Bellinger, I think what he said was pretty on point. And- but like like you said before, like Houston's sick of
1: talking about it. What do you expect? You're going to go to spring training and talk about the upcoming season? No. Yeah. Every
0: question deserves to be... Pointed at the fact that you cheated yeah. big time. And you deserve to give an actual answer. Right. And the way they handled their apology to her, that was laughable. Right. No, I oh, know. Oh, I'm so sorry we did that next question. Right. Okay.
1: I know, and it's it's ridiculous. You know, it shouldn't... I mean, they deserve... it. They, like, I think the media is doing a really good job of following this story. Oh, yeah.
0: The fact that they uh, keep dogging them, they... This is... I bet you... Come August, this will still be talked about. Right in the thick
1: of playoff hunts. Come 2030, this is still gonna be talked about. This is gonna be talked about for a long, oh, long, yeah.
0: long time. Easily. But long time. I honestly think though, what's gonna be talked about for a little bit longer is Bill Guerin firing Bruce Boudreaux. I there's I understand the fact that he want he didn't get to bring in his own coach and Bruce Boudreaux was a lame duck. Mm-hmm. He wasn't clearly wasn't gonna get a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Dean Evanson, who literally looks like Creed from The he Office. He does. I, I it's, saw it's press conference scary. and he looks exactly like him. I just wish he acted like him. That'd be whole way. Oh. he is.
1: But who would, Speaking who you, of that, what's your favorite Creed moment of The Office? I mean, I just have to ask now, since we're on the, since we're on the topic, I just have to ask. <laughs> I got so many Creed fa- I have, favorite office
0: or I favorite have, moments. I have two favorite moments. One was the uh, Halloween one. Yes. <laughs> where <laughs> he he's comes He's dressed in, up in blood. He's got blood yeah. splatter. He's like, it's Halloween today? Huh. It's really good that's timing. That's a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. That's a good timing.
1: My favorite one is the murder mist or the murder. There's been a murder in Savannah. Mm-hmm. And he walks in late and Michael turns around at him. He says... Oh, good! You've you know there's a murder and you're you're a prime suspect, a suspect. And Creed Creed <laughs> Creed says, "Okay, sounds good. I'm just gonna get washed up. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna be back in here." And he walks. You see him walk out. He drives away. That that's my favorite
0: moment. I will laugh at that till the day I die. <laughs> my my second. Uh, I bet James has a good one. What, what do you got, James?
1: Yes. Yeah, the mud, in the rain, <laughs> guy could have slipped in there. No one's gonna knock. there's this deleted scene where they go on the boat. Okay. Uh when they when they have the the employer retreat on the boat, and Michael is trying to play guitar and failing. And so he just comes up and is like, let me try it, and then he just plays a blues number, and everyone's like rocking out. And it's like, Creed is a human being, Creed can play guitar, and like, he's mm-hmm. putting
0: <laughs> Another favorite creed moment of mine is uh when he openly acknowledges he only works like one or two days out of the year and he plays solitaire solitary rest. And when something actually happens in the warehouse, he blames it on some other person.
1: I mean there's there's so many
0: And then he goes out and fires <laughs> yeah, her, there, her
1: there's so many quality creed moments. Like there was I... <laughs> Yes, oh, www.creedthoughts.com. Yeah. What was it? Creed thoughts backslash something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean, there's another good one where he's talking about being in a cult. Yep, and he says you make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. I died <laughs> laughing. I mean it. Creed makes the office. Like you don't think he does, but he—you could argue that he does.
0: He's not a main character, but every time he's on camera, it's something that it, blows it's just, your mind.
1: It, it's so great. He's I the mean, laughing
0: point of it. He—it's not making fun of. It's not Michael making fun of Toby, no. It, or you <laughs> or, know, it's not. Or how much everyone hates Ryan the intern, right? I mean, it's just—it's Creed. Yeah. I mean, Creed makes the office. He's the X factor, hands down. X factor you know it's office. funny he
1: doesn't know what he does you know he's oh, like god no or you know he's like <laughs> what do i do i don't know what i do here <laughs> i mean he's like i fill out like there's reports and i still have a job and i show up yeah i mean creed creed's the best i mean you can't <laughs> yeah. creed and then kevin
0: kevin kevin's, kevin's the man the, I, stanley's great too you like stanley stanley's pretty funny i don't care enough about this job but i can't quit because i got like two colleges to pay for yeah you for know kevin's
1: famous chili is yeah, the best open i was just about to mention of that. the office but
0: i love the pranks uh jim has on dwight my favorite, yeah, those one, are was, good. My favorite one was asian jim you he like switches his portrait to asian jim <laughs> and then asian jim comes in actually knows the voicemail passcode mm-hmm. <laughs> dwight literally has no idea what to this do. isn't
1: funny jim
0: what's happening you know like (laughs) you're racist no i'm proud of you for not seeing color dwight good job (laughs) Uh, i watched that intro for longer than that actual office episode was my favorite
1: prank is when jim decided not to be dwight's bestest mensch in the final episode and then michael comes back First time I saw that, I started bawling. I don't cry very often. Oh, was. I know, it was crazy. That was my favorite prank. That was a good one. I do like that one.
0: But after, to get back on track. Yeah, we, we kind of got off track a little bit, but that's okay. It doesn't happen often, but no. who do you think the Wild should hire for current candidates? We have Gerald Gallant. We have Peter Lavaillette. Doug Waite, who actually has a pretty good history with Billy Garen. Mike Babcock. Dean Evanson. Hmm. I I definitely not Mike Babcock. He's a I've heard he's not exactly <laughs> a nice coach to play for. Slightly cool. mentally abusive. Yeah. And he likes uh yeah. He he's gonna have a hard time earning another job, especially after the Toronto Leafs fallout. Oh, I don't man. think they're gonna hire Dean Evanson because that was uh what's his name's guy? Paul Fenton, Fenton. as his hire. He tried firing Boudreaux last year and no. Leopold wouldn't let him. I'm going to ask you this. I honestly have no idea, but is Dave Hackstall an option for Minnesota? Not on this short list, but there's a nice candidacy to pick from. Because, I mean, he's, I think,
1: is he a bench coach with, like, the Leafs or something? Maple Leafs, I think. I mean, so... That I mean, be a bad idea. That's, I mean, something, maybe. I mean, I, I, I think he's more of a
0: college coach. I think yeah. he got my, his... My dream hire would be Mike Madonna. <laughs> I would love to see Mike Padano on the bench, North Stars' hero, mm-hmm. and then he goes down when they move to Dallas and they win the cup, and or maybe maybe if Marion Gabrick retires or even Koivu just currently turn into the coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a couple of dream hires I'd have, but no, I think if
1: I think if uh, this Evanson, I think if he makes the playoffs, which is I know a long shot,
0: but yeah, but I I think you got to think about keeping him. Well. Right? I mean, I think you have to. You give him a look. 100% you give this right. dude a look. But I I don't know. He's probably going to hire Doug Waite because he's known Doug for a long time. And I I don't know. It depends what kind of system he wants to implement, too. Right. Maybe he doesn't like what – maybe he likes Dean Evanson as a person, but right. the offense he runs or the defense or whatever, maybe that's not going to fit what he plans for to do with the roster. I know? do
1: like what he, the GM's doing. You know, I think – yeah. I think you did need a quote-unquote restart, reset. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot like what Gerson Rosas doing with the Timberwolves. Oh, absolutely. You know, getting new blood in here. You know, you got D'Angelo Russell, yeah. which was could potentially be a franchise- Altering. You know, altering the... move, saving move. And I think Bill Guerin's doing the same thing. I think you have to think about trading these guys who yeah. have done a lot for the state of Minnesota. But he did with Zucker. He wasn't afraid to trade Zucker. And I wouldn't be afraid, I wouldn't be surprised to see him trade a guy like Zach Parise if a team is willing to take on his contract. But
0: well, Zach Parise doesn't want to be here if he's not winning. That, right. He's stated that in different words so many times. But why would you? Well, you know I mean? he. Exactly.
1: Yes, he's from the state of Minnesota, but he doesn't owe Minnesota nothing. No. I mean, that guy he deserves had more to success in New cup. Jersey. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but I'm liking the changing of the guard with Minnesota sports the twins especially yep. are have done a really good job of that with you know their guys with um can't even think of their names thad levine and uh, derek falvey yep. and then but like rosas doing a really good job with the timbrels r- so far but you know it, it's things need to change and y- you know as a fan you hate to see a rebuild quote unquote but i think it has to happen to a certain point yeah
0: you know? they have a lot of pieces to move i think and one of them's he doesn't want to trade Brodeen, but he's if he trades Brodeen, he's gonna want a good center in return. Right. There's been a rumor mill going around that he's interested in Vincent Trochek. Not a bad choice, but also that's gonna be high risk because he destroyed his ankle, hmm. I think, last year, and he's still not up to speed. Hmm. He's not skating the way he used to. He's got a nose for the net, not a playmaker, yep. he's a scorer. Yeah. Which is something the Wild lack is right. some dude that can just go out and score. Who right. Kevin Fiala is finally turning heads. Yeah, guy, yeah I I, well. I like that trade when Fenton made it. I just didn't know if it was ever really going to pan out. Because I was Granlin for Fiala, yep, right? Straight up, which yeah. definitely saved cap space right. by all means. Which I was, which I loved because I am a. And cap now Granlin's
1: not even with the Predators, right?
0: No, he is. Oh, he is. He's just oh, fourth I, line. I
1: thought he was a free agent.
0: Okay. No, he's fourth line. He's okay. not getting minutes. Okay. Nothing. Which I knew that was going to happen because. The Preds are stacked in the forward department. Are they still good? No, they're two points above the Wild. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's really? actually really funny. Yeah. That, was, that turned out to be a good trade. Right. The uh, Donato for Coil trade, nah, that's a wash for both sides, I Coyle's think. Coyle's still having a good year with the Bruins. He does all right. Yeah. I mean, he's... St- he's Bruins are having a good year, though. Yeah, the Bruins are just a deep team. Yeah. When I mean, you have Marshawn and Pasternak and... They made another trade today, too. Yep, they did. Traded, uh, what's his name?
1: They got... Peron, no, not Perron. No, they traded uh, Bacchus, Bacchus and yeah. got
0: Andre Case back from yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. So the fact they actually moved Bacchus was interesting. Yeah. Even though he's in the AHL, but still that cap he had. Whew. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I' curious to see where the Wild are going to turn. I know a deadline's coming up on Monday. I'm expecting a couple more trades to happen, but truthfully, I don't know. If Billy G's still on the fence. He, the team can make the playoffs. They're not too out of it. But also they do need a reset. They don't they don't have a team image person. They don't have one person that can stand up and say he's representative of the Minnesota Wild.
1: Well that's the thing I think why the Timberwolves had to go get a guy like D'Lo because
0: Now they have someone to parrot Carl. Cat
1: wasn't really that I mean he is. Like he's the face of the franchise. He is, but But to get a guy that could be that second face of the franchise because Wiggins was never gonna be that guy. No. I know we're getting off topic here, but I mean, I just haven't talked about it. So I mean, that's a. I think that's a huge trade that fans could look back
0: on and say, "Hey, this saved. This team. is right. This saved the when they My favorite part was trading Andrew Wiggins. Right when he signed that max contract, he stopped caring about basketball. Right. You you could tell. you could argue that he never cared about basketball. He is in it for the money. He just used his
1: talent to kind of set him himself by. up and for I, life. And you know you've heard me talk about how I liked Wiggins. I mean, yeah. I I
0: did. I mean, I was Scored a Wiggins... twenty points a, g- a year. Right, twenty I was, points a game. Right, for, for I was year. a
1: Wiggins backer, but he just didn't fit with Carl. No, I mean,
0: couldn't really. Carl shoot. needs a guy Wasn't that a... needs to shoot and that can play the pick and roll. Yeah, D'Lo with... With... can shoot. He can. Pl- he can pass. The only thing that sucks is D'Lo and Cat. We all know they are not defensive people. They don't play defense. No, but I think you are getting guys
1: here that are. I yep. think, like, Malik Beasley is another really good trade. Um, he's another, can shoot, play offense. He's sting- a good defender, believe it or not. He's, he's all right. stingy. I mean, he's going to, you know, he's not the best, but, like, mm-hmm. Jerry Culver's a really good defender. Yep. James Johnson, really good defender. What sucks is
0: Robert Covington not being on the team anymore. No, I. He agree. was really
1: good on the defensive end. I agree, but in order to get Delo, you had to trade guys that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yep. you know, they have guys that you know, Gorgie, Dang, Gorgie Jang was a big one to trade as well because yep. he was a big... He also had a
0: huge cap hit, though, too. So yeah.
1: to get rid of him, and that, that was pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously out of the playoffs this year, but I think they need to continue to draft well. I, th- I like what I have in Culver, what they have in Culver, but I think he has a lot to work on. I don't think he's going to be a bust by anything.
0: By any, he won't be an
1: all NBA player. Right, he's not going to be a star, but I think he's going to be a. He'll decent... probably make
0: a couple All Stars in his. Eh, I, I don't know. One what's... or two, but yeah. it'll be. I mean, hopefully, it'll, so. it'll be nice. It'll be later.
1: Be nice, but I, I still think they need to continue to draft well. Yeah,
0: you which know, they
1: will do. Which they will. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's really key that they got to keep their this year's pick. Yeah, but it, it's all on for 2021 because mm-hmm. they gave an, un- I think it was unprotected. I think it was a top, a top three. three. F- top three protected. Top three, top three and then is unprotected after that. But if it is a top three, then it's 2022. But that was completely the huge unprotected.
1: Thing, though, Greg, is that they did get to keep, they yep. got two first round picks this year, mm-hmm. which can turn into. Well, is nice that Brooklyn things. Nets
0: lottery protect? Yes, Prote- it's well, top I, 14 protected. Top 14? Yeah. Did you see the news that Kyrie's up for the rest yes. of the year? Odds are that's going to be a lottery pick.
1: It's tough.
0: But, but. Then you do
1: get a first round pick next year because yep. I still think you do. I think if that happens, I still think you get their pick. The, I think that's how it goes. Don't, mm-hmm. Now, I don't want anyone to quote me on that, but I think that's how it
0: goes. Yeah, I don't know what that pick turns into. I'd have to look into that one. I hope it's a 2022 unprotected. But just because, T- right, 2021. Because, so unprotected.
1: let's say the Nets do not make the
0: playoffs and they ha- yep. are in the lottery. You but, still do get that pick. It's just the year net, I think. If but it's I'm gonna not... suck though because KD will be back and Kyrie should be healthy again. And they're making the playoffs,
1: right? And they so it will be a twenty. And I believe pick. they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, should be, but I mean, the East is not good.
0: Yeah, the East is like five teams in the six, seven, eight. So they're up...
1: seventh right now. Yeah, and they're they just got five out. and a, they're five and a half
0: up on the Wizards, who are the nine seed. Yeah, I'd rather have this year's pick than next year's pick for the Nuts. Right. 100%. So, I mean... Because we can move that pick. We're probably going to get that don't. pick. Yeah.
1: You know, because so. we want them to make the playoffs. we we'll lose right away.
0: Right. Which you don't they
1: want. definitely right. will. Well, right now they're going to play Toronto, and yeah, that ain't
0: going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. So... But, Thanks to everyone for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 6 of Calling an Audible. You can catch us debating, laughing, having fun all season long with our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter at CallAudiblePod for updates, as well as links to our full episodes for my co-host Hunter Plant and for myself. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on our next episode. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.